Welcome to the Spa Retailer Podcast, where we talk about retail, business, and all things related to the hot tub industry. Here's your host, Megan Kendrick. Welcome to the Spa Retailer Podcast. We are back with Danielle. She joined us um, in our last episode, and we are talking about um, some of the closing ratio or closing ratios um, and counting the people coming in your store and some of the other key performance indicators that are important to monitor your business. Um, and this time we thought we'd dive a little bit more into the marketing performance ratios um, and how that how you can help maximize your marketing and advertising budget. Um, so welcome back, Danielle. Thank you for joining us again. Um, I'm looking forward to going through some of these ratios with you. These are um, <laughs> these are not always easy to uh, to calculate, but they are very important. And, and thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. So let's dive right in with some of these. Um, you talked about it being difficult to track, and I think that that's where people sort of go wrong is right at the beginning with not knowing where to start or how to find even the numbers that they need to track how their marketing is doing. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that, let's talk about first understanding that in today's world, <laughs> whether people want to admit it or not, um, and we still have a lot of business owners that don't that don't believe in all the social media hype, etc. The reality of today's consumer is that ninety eight percent do research online before they buy. Even somebody who sees you at a home and garden show, we see it all the time. They'll turn around, they'll leave the booth and start doing some research on their phone to look up your company, your Facebook page, you know, product, the manufacturer's information, etc. So online visibility is absolutely essential to growing your business. I have seen zero examples where this doesn't work. So the second step from that, of course, is advertising. Our advertising has changed, right? I mean, even you guys with Spa Retailer, you've changed how you advertise to to the dealers because things have changed in in our world. Absolutely. So... When we look at a, at a retailer, I, I like, you know, Natalie and I, Natalie's my business partner, and you'll hear from her in, in future articles, but um, we kind of have a theory of you have your first store and your second store. In the past, your first store was the brick and mortar. In today's world, your first store is your online presence, and that includes your website, your social media presence, your reviews on, on Google Maps. Uh, your reviews on your own website, testimonials, etc. So your online presence is your first store. Your second store is the retail store. So when you advertise nowadays, chances are you're spending some money on either AdWords or Facebook ads or Instagram ads, um, wherever it is that you're advertising online. And that costs you a lot of money. And the majority of the business owners that we deal with are not tracking that money. They're not tracking that budget. And it's not always easy. So the first thing 
that you want to do. And I'm going to go over this sort of briefly because Natalie will go into this in great detail in future articles. But the first thing you want to do is make sure your Google Maps listing is pristine. It has to have great NAPs. An NAP is the name of your business, the address of your business, and the phone number. And that NAP has to be exactly the same everywhere it's found. I'll give you a brief example of that. Avenue spelled out with the lowercase a is not the same as AVE period. Google will see that as two different addresses. So start by fixing your Google Maps listing. And to do that, you go to Google My Business, make sure you have a good business listing, add photos of the store in and out, photos of your staff, your logo, video if you have it. Make that Google Map, that business listing, absolutely pristine. That's step one. Once you have that, you'll have a Google account. Go to Google Analytics, just put in Google Analytics in, in Google search and follow the instructions to get your Google Analytics code. And you'll want to put that code on everything you do on your website and your, and your website designer can help you put it where it needs to go. But you'll want to do that because Google is king. Let's you know, some people will argue with me, oh, well, I just do it on Bing. Well, newsflash, Google is king, get over it. They're still king for now. <laughs> so um, that's where we need to start. Right. So, um, so Google will actually provide you with fantastic analytics, especially if you're doing AdWords, where you can actually track how many people are calling a phone number, how, you know, what's the conversion rate of your ads? Are people clicking on it? Are they not clicking? Facebook does the same. They have um, pixels that you can program with your Facebook ads so that you can track your traffic and make sure your ads are actually working. So I know it's a little bit heavy conversation, uh, but these are two things you want to do. You want to set up a Google Analytics account and if you're doing Facebook ads, you definitely want to set up a Google Facebook pixel. And there are people who can do it for you or you can do it yourself. And But it's absolutely essential that that gets done. That's step one. Well, and it's kind of funny because in some ways it is easier than ever to capture that information. You just have to start doing it and know and know how to do it and know to do it because Google can give you more information about your customers and about how your ads are doing than anything you've ever been able to do before. I mean, it's just really pretty amazing what you can what you can monitor. You just have to know, you just have to start doing it. Exactly. Exactly. And again, you know, I I mean, I go back to an example I, I love to use, you know, our retailers in the pull and spa business don't have to be sweeping the floor themselves. <laughs> you don't have to become um, an analytics expert to learn how to get the data. You just need to understand the data. And it's not that expensive to hire somebody to, you know, to set up those codes for you and put them in place for you. Uh, but you do need to understand, just like you do, you know, your, your profit and loss statement <laughs> You need to understand how to read that and what it means. Your analytics is very important because I had a customer. Here's a great example. I had a customer just a couple months ago dumped $400 in Facebook ads on one ad 
for a sale they were having. And my, of course, my question is, okay, how did it do? What was the demographics of the people who clicked the ad? How many people clicked the ad? What was your conversion rate? How many people went and visited your website off the ad? She had nothing because she hadn't set up her pixels. And so, of course, we, we showed her how to set up her pixels so that we're not wasting money because she couldn't, she didn't know if it had any effect whatsoever. And that's so sad, right? $400 might as well just flush it down the toilet. Exactly. Because you can really build on, on what you do. Once you start tracking this stuff, you can really hone your message and hone your target audience to make it incredibly effective, but you, you have to have that information to be able to, to do it. Uh, exactly. And, you know, Facebook will keep track, if you set up your pixels, they'll track your demographics. And if you have something, um, an ad set that worked really, really well and had massive followers and, and really performed extremely well for you, you can then tell Facebook, okay, I want my next ad to use the same audience as last time because that worked so well. Um, but if you're not tracking, then it, 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 Facebook can't do that. So it, it, it serves you in multiple ways because it gives you better demographics of who's following you. And you can then copy that audience so that you're retargeting the same types of people in future ads, getting better and better results as you go along. And that's the purpose of the analytics online is to really get better results and get better at what you do in your AdWords or any advertisement that you do online. So that was kind of step one. What yeah. is step two then? Step two is to take it into the store now and and to really ask people, how did you hear from us? Because although a lot of people might click on an ad, maybe you just had such a fantastic picture on that ad that they, they clicked on it out of curiosity. But is that converting into sales? So make sure when people come into the store in the course of conversation, you know, train your sales staff to ask, so how did you hear from us? You know, did you see us on Facebook or and, and have them ask specific questions, especially if you're running some ad sets in different areas. Don't be afraid to ask people, how did you hear from us? If they call in and they're asking for a price of a spa, you know, thank you so much for calling us, you know, calling ABC spas tell me, how did you hear about us? You know, what brought you to call us today? Oh, well, I saw your Facebook ad, you know, click, you put a little check mark on a piece of paper, keep track. Um, you know, it's one thing to know your analytics, but is it converting now into sales? And the only way to know that is if you ask your customers and you keep track of how they found you and, and how, of course, if you're selling online and a lot of our dealers are now selling, you know, some products online or toys and floats and accessories, um, they can track those very, very easily. But for the larger ticket items, people are still coming into the store, you know, spas, pools, um, outdoor kitchens, etc. People are coming into the stores for those. So ask them how they heard about you. And maybe it was a referral. Maybe you have one customer that's always bragging about you and they've sent you 10 customers. You know, they deserve a, a bottle of dog Pirignan if that's the case. Um, Absolutely. Right? <laughs> so, um, you know, is it converting? That's at the end of the day, you need to sell more. So are, is, are your efforts converting into sales? And if so, 
what's your cost of acquiring those customers? If your um, advertising budget, let's say, is $10,000 per month, and you're converting that budget into, um, I, I'm just going to use, you know, 10 sales, then your cost per customer is $1,000, probably a little too high. So how much is your advertising budget, you know, what's your cost of acquisition to your customers? Because that's really important. So your cost of acquisition is the total cost of all your sales and marketing efforts divided by the number of new customers. It's as simple as that. That will give you a good ratio. If it starts to creep up, it means you're converting less sales. So you want that ratio to stay you know, lower and so that your, your cost of acquisition doesn't creep up on you too much. What well, Are there some other ratios that you should be keeping track of besides the uh, acquisition cost? So I would, I would keep the acquisition cost, the um, average sales, so your total revenue divided by your total sales, the number of sales, I, I like to know that number, and website visits. So you track your website activity. As, as people look at, you know, your Facebook, and I'll put a little parenthesis here, the number of followers on Facebook is not as important as the quality of the followers you have on Facebook. Um, I had one customer very proudly say, I have 700,000 customers. I said, okay, great. How many sales are you getting per month? And they're not even bringing in $1,000 per month. I said, so what's the point? And wow. they had all these followers because their Facebook page was really young and attracting all these 20-year-olds and 18-year-olds, which is kind of fun but their demographic to be able to afford their product, which was um, grand pianos, it just so happens in this particular case, um, <laughs> was, you know, in the 50s and 60s. So it, it didn't matter. But then how many people are visiting your website? Are they staying on your website? And your Google Analytics is what will track your website activity. And that's really important because you want to, to see how many visits are going and then are they coming into the store. Is there anything else that you think just kind of starting off um, that people should be tracking as far as their marketing performance goes? I, I would... I would just say, you know, keep an eye on your total costs to uh, to the so your customer acquisition cost is, is a big key ratio because so just add up all your marketing and and sales budget and divide it by number of customers per month and keep a really close eye on that because it it'll lead you to look at some other ratios, which is if you're not getting new customers. Then, but they're coming into the store, then is your closing ratio starting to drop, right? So a lot of these ratios are intertwined. So if you say my total cost to acquire a spa um, customer, FYI, in general, um, we're seeing costs of acquisition for spa customers to be around $400 per customer. Just Okay. That, yeah, that was going to be my next question is, I mean, is there a, is there a, number that they should be shooting for. So that's good information to know. Yeah. And now some people do it a lot cheaper than that. You know, if they're in a, in a high traffic area and they're getting a lot of walk-in traffic or they do a lot of events, it's just really, it does vary. But on average, the customers that we're working with there, they, it seems to be $400 seems to be a, bad, a magic number. And you can build that in right into the cost of your spot. If you know that number, right, if you know the number, you can build it in as 
part of cost of your spas and reinvest it in future advertising. When you don't know the number and you're just working on a margin and you don't count your sales and marketing efforts as a cost, then your net profit dwindles pretty quickly. And again, if that customer acquisition cost starts to creep up on you, then I would, my second question would be, how's the closing ratio look? (laughs) Because if the closing ratio is starting to drop, then it's maybe not, maybe your advertising is working, but your sales staff is starting to wane on their efforts. So oftentimes they're quite intertwined, but I would start with that one. And that's an easy thing to calculate. You know how much you're spending and you know how many new customers are coming in the door. So to which you're selling. So, um, Track that one first. It's super easy to do. It, it doesn't take long. You, you don't even need to hire an accountant. You can just put it in a little notepad and, and keep track of it. It's not hard. Um, and then look at your closing ratio because those two will be you know, closely intertwined. Great. So these are some pretty, you know, simple tips for you, for people to get started with, um, you know, clean up your Google Maps listing, turn on Google Analytics, Ask people where they heard about you in your store and then start keeping track of that customer acquisition cost. And all of these things will kind of help jumpstart you into keeping better track of your marketing performance ratios and seeing if the money you're spending is making a difference where you where you want it to. So thank you so much, Danielle. I really appreciate you taking the time to join us again and, and talk about this. It's been it's been really helpful. Thank you, Megan. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Spa Retailer Podcast. You can download previous episodes on iTunes, Google Play, or at sparetailer.com slash podcast. Be sure to download the Spa Retailer app where you can also listen to the podcast and get access to all the magazine articles as well as exclusive content.